So, first off, first off, what's new with San Jose this year? Well, um, obviously, the new signings uh, include Jamiro Montero, um, a former Philadelphia Union player who will not be available due to a questionable red card uh, this weekend against Columbus. Um, What's interesting about San Jose this year is, and it kind of started with the Abobasi trade in the summer of last year, is the Quakes are kind of going for a more um, experienced MLS approach when it comes to transfers. Uh, You got Jan Gregush um, and Calvo, Francisco Calvo. Uh, So these guys who are experienced in MLS and they can, you know, they're they're proven winners. And so you, you would think the Quakes could could be a, a playoff contending team we'll see if that's true but uh that's that's the big uh news as far as personnel is concerned um and then with style of play um the quakes have been known under matias almeida as being a um just being a very sporadic team and of course um doing the man-to-man uh marking on defense and that has kind of been a little bit subdued in the first few games this year um, so expect a little less of that, but it's still definitely a future. Yeah. Cool. Um, the union last year, everybody, when they talked about the union, they said they're missing one piece and that's a striker, but the union were second in the Eastern conference. Uh, San Jose was 10th in the Western conference. So one would assume that there's a few more holes to fill. Did they fill those holes this off season? Jeez. Yeah. Well, <laughs> The Quakes will definitely be the underdog um, this weekend. Um, as far you know, as far as striker is concerned, getting a Bobasi, I think was a, was a good signing. But of course, the Quakes lost their most important player of all time in Chris Wondolowski this offseason, which is which is the, the big change. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if Bobasi and the other guys can, can fill that, that hole. Um, there's, there's kind of younger, less proven guys, such as Benji Kakanovich. Um, he scored a few, he kind of heated up towards the end of the year last year. He was a rookie last year. Um, and then, you know, the, the strongest position for the quakes would be the wingers, you know, Cade Cowell, Espinosa. Um, those guys are, are studs, but there's definitely holes that need to be filled right now. We have two healthy center backs and Almeida is going with a three in the back system. It make it make sense. Um, <laughs> so I think the the center backs is definitely very light. And I'd say the outside backs, you know, Marcos Lopez is a good player. He's a young Peruvian international. Um and then guys like Tommy Thompson, who's been there forever, but never really been a bona fide MLS starter. Um, you know, it, it's a little light on defense, uh, which which shows. I mean, we've conceded, I think, six goals in the first two games. Yeah. Yeah. So is that how you beat the Quakes? You just kind of assume that they're going to be a little weaker on the defensive side with, the, with their formation? Well, it's funny. Uh, with the quakes, it's, you never really know what to expect. Um, the way, the way to beat them is kind of sucker them in. And then two or three passes can, can beat the whole team. Uh, as I said, it's a sporadic 
um, frenetic approach. Uh, it's man marking. So we'll sometimes we'll pull the center backs way out of position and there's in, an infuriating amount of space you can exploit. <laughs> um, and so, uh, I mean, there, there's, t- there's been times in, in the Almeida era where you there's, you know, it's a three on one and you're just, how did this happen? So, I mean, if you've got speed or you've got crisp passing, it should be enough um, to get a lot of looks against the Quakes. How, on the reverse side, how does San Jose beat you out of the 10 times they did it last season? How do they pull it off? Right, yeah. Um, I think Christian Espinosa is proving to be a really good signing. Um, there's definitely been some misses over the years, but he's a DP caliber player in MLS. Uh, maybe our only DP caliber player that we have. Um, and so the wingers is like our strong suit, I think, with – Espinosa and Cowell um, and a few other guys, Chofis. Um, but what's frustrating is that uh, the Quakes, <laughs> Almeida, for one reason or another, um, on opening day went with a 3-6-1 and was playing Cowell and Espinosa as wingbacks. And Jackson Ewell, who's, you know, played for the United States, um, you can say whether he deserved it or not, but he's, he's, a, he's a good MLS player he was playing as a center back and he's, he's a six. So you got guys playing out of position. It seems like the team is not really rallied around um, Almeida as much as they were in years past. Um, Obviously with Wondolowski leaving um, really Shea Salinas is the only guy now that has um, more than four or five years of quake experience. So um, that's a little long winded, but basically, um, we're not utilizing guys to the fullest potential, at least as of the first two games. Yeah. I mean, to the DP point, Miro was a DP player with the union. I don't know how much you guys are paying him, but truth be told, I don't know if he's worth that money. Right. Um, You know, actually I should probably know that. I am not sure if, I believe he was a TAM signing, Um, but you know, the, the, the new guys, I think will take a bit to click. And as, as that's pretty typical throughout any team in any league in the world. Um, but yeah, Jamiro is a, is a great signing for the Quakes. And I was really excited when I heard about that. Uh, you, you guys probably weren't, but uh, I think he, he is an Espinosa quality player. Um, but obviously the red card is going to hurt. Yeah. I mean, the Miro, Miro leaving was expected. I was surprised. I think everybody was surprised he stuck around for the full season because it looked like he had got, you know, just went and left 15 games in and said, screw you guys. But right. honestly, it's not that big of a deal on our side. But, you know, you talk about Cade Cow. Is he kind of the next man up for you guys? Well, I think he's going to be the first young American that we have that goes to Europe. Um, the You know, the Brendan Aronson and the Mark McKenzie of, of the Quakes. Um, you know, he's, he's got so much raw potential and I believe he, he had, you know, maybe a few months back in 2020 and then a full year in 2021. And I mean, some of his goals are goals of the week, you know, he's got so much pace. Um, but I think teams throughout, especially throughout, you know, the summer months kind of figured out a way to stop him. 
And it's really just smothering him and not getting him in space. You know, if, if Cal finds space, he's going to beat you. Um, and he's just so strong. You know, he, it's, it's funny, you know, Chofis, his, you know, the baby face, he's 26 years old. Cal looks like he's 30, but he's, you know, he's 18. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Cade Cal's the hardest worker there is. Um, I, I love watching the guy play, but there have been times and I went to a lot of live games last year and my mom and I were looking at each other like, man, Cal's been marked out of this game this whole time. Like we're not that impressed. So if you can take him out of the game, he, there's, he's, he's, you know, he, he's that player that you give him one moment and he can beat you. But if he's marked out of the game, he's way less of a factor. Um, so he's pretty hot, hot or cold, but I think he'll, he'll kind of uh, average out as, as he gets older and he's still a young player. Um, he'll have star games and he'll have others that he doesn't do much. Is there one player on San Jose who just infuriates you? You watch him and you go, God, I can't wait to get rid of this guy. Uh, you know, I, I want to say I uh, love all the players, but I don't know if that's the full truth. Um, it, it used to be Anibal Godoy, the Panamanian who now plays for Nashville. Um, just the most infuriating. And then it became Andy Rios, who <laughs> um, was one of Almeida's many signings. Um, he was a attacker, center attacking mid, just made a bunch of boneheaded mistakes. I believe he left. Yeah, I think he left over the offseason. This year, not necessarily one guy. I think it's just the way we play as a collective. I just, I think, honest, honestly, you know, you know, actually I'll amend that answer. I think it's Almeida himself because he, you know, when he was hired, we were like, all right, this is the guy, you know, he had won the CONCACAF Champions League with Chivas. He had uh, done so well with uh, River Plate and I believe Belgrano in Argentina. You know, he was a pretty well-known coach in both Conmebol and CONCACAF. Um, but the one place he has not succeeded with is San Jose. I mean, if you look at guys like Chris Leach or even Michael Stara, earlier guys, Dominic Kinnear, he's basically had the same success level. We've always been a below average team who might make the playoffs every three or four years and lose in the first round. Um, and this year he's basically kind of given up on the team and you can tell it, it seems like he's taking um, any other ownership group would have fired him by now. Um, and so I would say he's not getting the most out of the players. I think if you look at the roster, it's a playoff caliber team. It's not a supporter shield contending team, but it's definitely, um, you know, we've got the pieces for sure. Um, and obviously it's only two games in, but I, I would be shocked if he, if he has too much success this year. Is he on the hot seat? I would hope so. I yeah. would absolutely hope so. I mean, this is a guy who took uh, a Chivas team who is 18th in Liga MX and won and got to the Club World Cup. You know, this is a, a guy who knows how to win. Um, I'd be excited for the, the Open Cup this year. I think we can make a run in that because he's a, he's a good, you know, cup-winning coach. But it seems like he's disinterested at this point. And I don't know why he's, he's not in the hot seat. So I really hope he does. <laughs> I, I hope he is. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. But truth be told, I remember most Union fans were thinking that about Jim Curtin in uh, years past. So maybe you just need, like, 
I don't know. My point is this: it might be someone behind the system that you don't right. know, but it's probably Almeida, if we're being honest. Yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, going fast forwarding to this weekend, what do you want to see out of San Jose? Um, you know, it'll be tough. Uh, first game on the road. Um, I I think I want to see what we saw in the last 15 minutes against Columbus. Um, a man down and coming back from two goals. I mean, that's that's the classic, you know, that's going back to the Goonies era of showing heart and um, digging it out some way or somehow against a team who's probably better than you. Um, you know, I, I'm sure, uh, you know, Philadelphia is going to bring a crowd um, as, as you guys do. <laughs> And um, I and I I, I just don't want to see the team concede early because I think in years past and it's it's happened a bit uh, this year as well the floodgates just open when uh, the team goes behind and I think away across the country three three thousand miles away um, without a guy like Chris Wondolowski to steady the ship it could get bad quick against a team who's a supporter shield contending team. Yeah. So, you know, going into the half tied, I think would be a, a good goal. And, you know, finding those chances on the counter with, with Cowell, uh, link up play with Espinosa. And I, I'd love to see Jebo get a goal. Um, you know, that guy, that guy getting hot early would be great for our season. Yeah, absolutely. What do you, what's your prediction for the, what's your prediction for the game? <laughs> It, it seems like three one union written all over it um, is my honest opinion, but you know, optimistically, I think, I think an ugly zero zero or, or some scrappy two one win is doable. Um, but the union have to be favorites here. I think um, uh, if, if I were to make uh, a, a very analy- uh, analytical, a breakdown, I'd say Union go up one nothing at half. Uh, get another Quakes, put numbers forward. Um, maybe get one back, but three one, three one Union. It's probably my guess. Does uh does San Jose park the bus from the jump and just try and get that scrappy zero zero? You know, uh, from everything I've said about Almeida, what he doesn't do is play conservatively. Um, you know, to a fault. <laughs> um, I. But that's, you know, that's kind of the yin and yang of the Quakes. That's kind of why I love the team. You know, uh, we'll go out there. I remember going to Seattle to watch them play the Sounders, and they just went full throttle from the start and wound up winning the game um, last year, uh, won nothing. So I, I they're, they're not going to park the bus, um, but they need to get out and take advantage of the few opportunities they're going to have. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, that's pretty much all I have for you. Do you have anything else to say about the glorious San Jose earthquakes? Sure. Well, the one thing that's a little concerning so far, and the quakes have scored four goals in two games, which is promising offensively, but they've all been set pieces, uh, one P or one PK and then three headers. So the union are going to have to, I'm, I'm sure Curtin is going to be talking about, uh, aerial duels, um, in the box and, I think if, if the Quakes can get, get a goal and run a play, that'd be fantastic. But I guess however they can get them will work, you know. 
right. all right fantastic that's all i got awesome. thank you so much thanks for having me yeah of course thank you for joining us of course dude